you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage. The Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison. And uh, it's a very dark story. And Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit TrueCrimeLive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Welcome once again to beautiful uptown Burbank, Carmentown is now in session... 
Let's welcome to the stage Spencer Crittenden, everybody. Spencer Crittenden. Steve Levy bringing me a cocktail. He'll be back. The mayor of Harmontown. You know him. You love him. Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, my dog was, uh, he was, uh, you know, it's the weekend, so, and it's like, the dog has a dog sitter, like, all week. Allison, she's lovely. Which dog? Harvey. Well, I'm talking about Harvey. I'm telling a story about my relationship with Harvey, because Nigel gets lots of, I don't know, he's a snuggler and stuff, and Harvey's a very large dog. I don't say that in front of him. Uh, I call them both. I, I, say, I say, my two equally normal-sized dogs, because there's no such thing as a normal dog. Uh, it takes a long time to say, and that's why it's kind of exhausting. Um, and, and so on the weekends, which is when I'm there the most, like Harvey, who is a creature of uh, warmth and, and, uh, and, and love, like... I don't know, sometimes he gets a little antsy, like he thinks maybe when I get up to go get uh, more ice cream or, like, uh, the emergency battery for whatever electronic device I'm staring at. Like, I, and then he gets all excited, like he thinks maybe I'm going to jog around the block or <laughs> wrestle a bear with him. And, uh, and I... And I <laughs> I was just I was I was going to breakfast today and he he got excited and ran over to the door cuz he's like oh man he's going outside he's probably like Alice on the dog sitter he's probably going to like put a leash on me and go running around with me and I looked at him and I said listen man like you you know you know the score like I'm a bad dog owner like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just just relax and 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 we're both going to die and uh <laughs> and I'll see you in heaven and I heard myself say that, and I thought it was kind of funny, the idea of dogs going to heaven and then, like, like you know, us actually all going to the same heaven, because then everything you ate would be in heaven, and, like, <laughs> octopus are, like, really smart creatures, and they'd all be in heaven, but, like, there's, like, a, you know, as I, you know, obviously it's, like, a six-year-old thinks of this stuff, like, but uh, just the idea of all biology uh, merging in heaven which is what happens in life because you die and you break down. So isn't heaven, that's, heaven's just, it doesn't exist and it's nothing. I, it's, it's not news to you guys. <laughs> I, I just had to kind of, I don't know where that was going to go. It's just that I didn't want to open the show and go, so Donald Trump Jr. had this meeting. Uh, I, I didn't want to like, I, I figure you guys are running from that. And I didn't want to go, so Game of Thrones, you're missing it. Thank you so much. Oh man, did Clearly you guys Clearly we took see... a hit. This better be a Game of Thrones hit. Yeah. We're Have you guys here. seen Game of Thrones yet? I did. Oh, yeah. You guys want to know who dies? <laughs> I say, I mean, no, I don't want spoilers, but, I, but I, I'm enough of an anarchist to want you to spoil it for no, everybody no. right now. <laughs> it's uh, I was, uh, now here's Does another... his name rhyme with Braun Flow? <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys want my opinion about uh, Lena Dunham's dog? Dan, uh, what's your opinion on Lena Dunham's dog? No, I was thinking no, about that. I was Spencer, reading that article. Spencer, I don't want to know his opinion about whatever he just said. I was reading the article about it, and I was like, I wonder what Dan's opinion on this yeah. is. 
this is a perfect opportunity. I don't think that I don't think that animal adoption shelters should uh, should do that. I think that people that want dogs to be happy and end up in good homes should see the bigger picture. I think I feel like what does Lena Dunham have to do before we stop kicking her in the face? Like like for is she what 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 did she do? I don't know what you're talking about. So so hit me to the jive. She's lying about her dog. I mean, she, she's she, throwing it around. She took her dog to. She, she gave up her dog she had for four years because, it, and she said it was, like it was biting. It, it was it had aggressive uh, behavior and it had a dark past and something and a, whatever, whatever, whatever she said. What, what the fuck? She's not under oath, and she's not a goddamn. She t- like like what, she, what's the definition of a lie? She was, like, she had the dog for four years. She's g- giving it up, and it it, it, it bit people. And, and then, the, but then there was like this uh, communique issued by the shelter she got it from that was like, hmm, Miss Dunham adopted that dog from us. Hmm, uh, we knew it for three weeks, and that dog certainly never exhibited. It was like this big long like, Miss hmm, Dunham, Miss. Hmm, Dunham says, however, according to this animal shelter, like, 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 like they didn't re, like, like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you, so don't do that. I thought Like, that- I want to tell people, Nigel got his stitches out, he's home, he's safe. What if the animal hospital was like, oh, he, also he had bruises that we couldn't account for. <laughs> You're not a fucking social worker. <laughs> Are you admitting that Nigel has bruises that can't be counted? He fell. <laughs> he keeps falling. Um, well, wait. Uh, so I thought it was like someone came to interview the shelter, being all like, "Oh, what's what's the score?" Uh-huh. And then someone's like, "Mm-mm." No, that's not what I saw. I saw an open letter to the people about fucking someone's oh, dog adoption. Oh, if that's adoption. true, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I thought someone came and interviewed the guy, and he was like, "Here's what I know." But yeah, that's kind of weird if they're like. No, that's not true. Well, let's just commit to the sadness. Like, I was going to have something happy to talk about. George Romero died. Martin Landau died. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, wow. Romero was one of the first Hollywood meetings I ever had. Schraub and I came out here. We, I can't remember who <laughs> set it up. I don't know if it would. He, he was with the Gersh agency back then. I just remember, like, wow, we're meeting George Romero. And he wore, his, uh, he wore, his, he wore that vest that directors wear to the meeting. <laughs> and he, uh, he signed a copy of... Uh, he signed uh, Schraub's uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, I think it uh, was. I can't remember what movie Schraub had him sign. I don't know. Why, why do people deal with celebrity death like that? Like, I worked with him once. Extra pity that he's dead. <laughs> Tony and I had the honor of doing a scene together in Surfer Ninjas. Now, I'm re- now it's bad that he's died. <laughs> And here's the other thing that everyone does when it's a celebrity, like you, everyone wants to connect the, the dots. They're like, Tony, Tony from, Tony uh, uh, Johnson died. Uh, surf's up, brother. Don't watch out yeah. for those ninjas. Stop that. Stop it. Just yeah. because someone was a ghostbuster. George in one Romero movie. died. You'll be eating brains of your victims in heaven. <laughs> But this, I guess this leads into, this is why I'll finish up, because I, I had an epiphany about this. I haven't executed this epiphany yet. I haven't acted on it, but my epiphany has been this, all right? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? I'm buckled all the way up. <sighs> the reason I've been getting mad at people on Twitter is because for 30 years of internet usage, uh, I have 
always been assuming this one thing that was going to be a common like assumption among everyone, which is that everything that you're saying on the internet is something that you're implying you would say to my face uh, in real life or out loud in a crowded room if you're like broadcasting it. And I, and I, I was just taking a pee at work the other day, and I was like, because we were talking about the internet and troll, and then I was like, I don't know, it was a pee, an epiphany, and I, I, I like, I. <laughs> That we have all the time, and it's like I think the warm water leaves your body and your brain like shifts. Yeah, and like, like whatever you were just talking about it's has true. a chance to like click. You said ep- epiphany. Yeah. Okay. I didn't coin it. I don't think. <laughs> I'm writing it down. But uh, but I, my epiphany was holy shit. Nobody. Everyone. Everyone in the world is a moron. And 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 so when the internet gave them the ability to say things to each other. A lot of these people inherited for the first time in their life the ability to say things to anyone in any way. And so, like, these are not people who would be at your party and then say that while you were saying what you're saying. Like, I just tweet, even when I'm, like, in a tweet storm... Uh, I'm just doing what I do. Ask anybody that knows me. I just talk and I don't fucking stop. And I yell it at everybody and I'm like, well, here's another thought about Lena Dunham's dog. Um, But but then then I look at my replies and I think like, oh, these are all the things that people would say while I was doing that. Uh, it's like, you should be mad right away if they were going to... They're not... You're just reading their dumb little minds. That's what... You're talking to someone on the internet. That's what's happening is we're, we have very low-grade telepathy. You're just seeing what's going on in their little lobster brain. Like, like it's just the, like now they have the ability to, like, accidentally project it. They're typing it, and so you know... And they're, they're, going, they're like, I'm, I'm racist. And, and, and you're like... Well, what if you heard that as a voiceover from a guy next to yeah. you in a subway? Would you, you know, it's like you, you, it's still important to know that they're racist. That's valuable information. But I, th- I, so I wouldn't get as mad at them. I'd, I'd like turn and go like, huh, <laughs> nice. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm racist. And he'd be like, <laughs> I can't fool me. Like, and I'd feel like empowered and feel like a superhero. Therefore, I wouldn't get that mad at them. I had this idea. I had this idea, um, like an evil plan, like if I was an evil villain, that like you could take all the stupid things that people say online that in the 1940s just wouldn't be, you know, online and able to be searchable by a robot. And you get all this racist stuff, and I don't know how you flag it, but you flag it as dumb racist stuff, and you collect it all, and then you use the bot to find these people's kids when they're like 13 or 11 or 12, and you just show them all this racist stuff that their parents said, and all this stupid shit, and it's like, here's your fucking parents, they're fucking dipshits, don't listen to anything they say, and it'll be like a time bomb that just goes off simultaneously like 20 years in the future, and it'll be an entire generation of like kids that are like, wow, my parents are really fucking stupid, and we, I just didn't see their Twitter feed all this time. The society will break down. I... I'm, I'm, like, I'm charmed by the notion that people don't know their parents are full of shit. No, but you just see all four this. Four years old. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean, it would be like, I mean, I don't want to. But more importantly, like, like, also you yourself, right? Like, just anything. Like, oh, oh here's, yeah. Here's no, all the sure. shit that you said when you were activated and, like, thought you were fighting something. Yeah. Huh? If when my you, kids saw that, I'd be like, well, I can't send him to his room. 
<laughs> That's the thing is that you're, you're going to raise a generation of Pippi Longstockings. Like they're going to have no parents because yeah, it'll be great. But they'll be a Fuck little it. sad. They'll be a little sad because the, the, the bot's going to say, "Here's oh, your parents. Everything they say is full of shit," and the kid's going to say, "They just said happy birthday." <laughs> just you know, rattle the nests. <laughs> Figure it's, out what happened. It's just the Orphan Maker 5000 right. bot just floating through neighborhoods, peeking in windows, going, love insincere, insincerity proven. What was the source of Pippi Longstocking's super strength? Like, wh- wh- why, did, why was she, she so She found out her mom was racist. <laughs> she found out her mom was racist. It was her spinach. Uh, she would pull up her mom's Facebook uh, if anybody was in trouble and she would read like what is th- what is this rant about Islam this is easily proven with a cursory Snopes uh, visit <sighs> someone made a uh, Snopes is fake news sound or did I project that onto them I think I can assume what, the people what, that came what, out on Game of Thrones night are... What is that sound? That, uh, they went, uh... <laughs> you know, what, what else? Why else would you make that sound after I said, a cursory Snopes uh, uh, visit? So, uh... Like, wait, what are they... They, they... they feel the same way you do. They, go, they hear the word Snopes, and they go... Oh, they were kind of, like, breathing out. They're going, like, ah, oh, that was fun, Dan. Thanks for sharing all that. <laughs> and now they feel singled out It also might have been a... Uh, what's a Pippi Longstocking? <laughs> oh, yeah, what, what is half of what he says? It's just grandpa gibberish. Um, well, let's bring up uh, Younger Blood. Um, I, I, uh, I'm just a big fan of, uh, of this person. I really don't know that much about her, so I thought, you know, let, let, get, get to know her where I get to know everyone else. Um, she's out there in Brooklyn uh, tweeting away. Um, uh, she has, like, this amazing kind of, like... Outlook. I mean, I, I, I've I've told you up here, like, you know, wh- where I'm at, which is like starting at zero because I felt like I was like, you you heard me. You can rewind my fucking stuff, and you can hear me talking about things that are true, which is that the bipartisan system doesn't work. But now we all miss it very much. I do. I'll speak for myself. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, 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 I just kind of like, I got. Uh, I got what what what's that sound? Why are you making that sound? It was laughter. It was somebody laughed. It's at the wrong time and it's the wrong kind. <laughs> I am so, vulnerable. Somebody was enjoying enjoying the show. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what happened to me after the election. I I you, you started met- experiencing vulnerability. His, na- his name is Charlie Snopes. I don't care. Oh. Oh. Oh, Mr. Snopes from the New Hampshire Snopes. Um, uh, actually, that's not true. We're not from New Hampshire. Ah, those Snopes. <laughs> Would you like some dip? That's not dip. Ah, okay, getting annoying. Don't invite the Snopes over. Um, okay, look, this is a. I stalked her Facebook page when she was she was flying in today, and I was like, I don't really don't know where I would go to the Facebook page, and I saw you know you can actually say things that are longer than on Twitter and stuff. Um, this is from December first. This is shortly after the. Uh, <clears throat> Throughout the campaign and election, I felt that something was truly off about our institutions, the way people were absorbing and discussing politics, and the lack of discussion about policy. I thought for a while about the source of this problem and potential solutions, and I made a decision. 
I'm working on a project to develop the, the concept of citizenship. It's more than just knowing facts about the system, uh, though I saw somewhere that only 36% of Americans can name the three branches of government. It's <laughs> a series of habits that reinforce the ways a citizen absorbs information, participates in our system, and reacts to the decision of those in power decisions of those in power. It is not partisan in nature any more than the Constitution itself. It is about seeing politics at its core as identifying and solving problems. At the moment, too many see politics as a battle of dueling ideologies or degrading horrors. The concept of we are the people, we the people being in charge of our own government and destiny is without faith and with few advocates. I want to rebuild that faith. We are our government. We can make decisions about our lives. We can take pride in accepting reality, even when it doesn't match our ideology. We can see how the media we consume biases our perceptions. We can fight self-serving perceptions with evidence and empathy. We can engage in identifying and solving our problems. We can engage in identifying and solving problems bigger than our individual lives, whether that is through government involvement or restraint. We can get honesty from our politicians about their plans, demand a dignity and respect for the power they hold via their offices and punish them with ouster when they fail to bring solutions. Uh, and she goes on and on, and I want her to go on and on up here. So uh, uh, let's bring to the stage uh, Caitlin Bird. Oh, wait, am I supposed to use your real name, or did I just, like... No, it's good. I got okay. boxed. It's great. Hi, Freddy. Hi, boxed. <laughs> no, but we can edit that out very easily. Okay. Because, because, because your, 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 your meaningful uh, identity to me is Gotham Girl... What's, the, what's your Twitter handle? Gotham Girl Blue. Gotham Girl Blue. Where, I say, where you have, like, a thousand followers, which... I didn't do anything to earn 400,000. I did, I, did, I, mean, I did things that explain why I have them, but uh, I just, w the things that you're doing in that corner of the internet seem magnificent to me, and I'm coming to you for this episode of the podcast. Just want to get a little, like, clarity, but also hear from the side, because I guess, what am I, why am I explaining to you how I'm about to interview you? It's good. I've never been interviewed before, so this is like this is good. I need like some prep. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about <laughs> what else I mean, are you gonna ask. What I really, <laughs> you, you do all these um, you do all these kind of like tutorials. Like if people go to your you have a you have a separate Twitter that's like Citizen Zero uh, and Citizen Zero blog. I think is the name of the Twitter handle. And you're admittedly like just starting that, and you're you're not. This isn't your wheelhouse that in particular. Like you're not like a web genius or whatever, but you're hoping this can be in kind of a project that people get interested in. It's sort of about, it's about the analysis and, and uh, of, of, of what it is, what, is, what does it mean to be an active citizen? What does it mean? And so I guess the thing that I want to start with is, because all of us are familiar with this aspect, which is arguing online about politics, how do we do that right? Like, I guess to start... Um I did like actually write a post because I'm a terrible person who writes blogs forever. Um, but the first thing I think to start with is always to have an idea of what you actually want to get out of the discussion. Like if you go into a political discussion and your aim, you don't know what you want it to look like when it's done, you're gonna end up in a flame war where you call somebody a cunt. 
because it's gonna happen because you're no, because you're secretly like not that's what you actually are um, burnt up about. You can actually do yourself good and do the other people good by actually knowing that that's what you're thinking first of all, right? Yeah. Like and so so like let's 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 do an example of how to. So if I'm just sitting over here stewing, so first of all. How do I, if I'm mad, I hate women. Like, let's say, I, 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 I just, let's I, just hypothetically. Let's just say. I hate women. I just heard about the Wonder Woman premiere, uh, or the Wonder Woman screening where you're not allowed to have men at the thing, at the Alamo yeah. Draft House. So I just, I just read about that on Facebook, and now I'm, I'm real mad, yeah. or, or maybe I'm not even acknowledging that I'm mad. I'm bemused. Yeah. Because people don't understand how illogical it is, but but like, how, what 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 should I be doing in my status update? Or like, is that the first mistake? Is that people don't start discourse that way? They don't be honest and say, "This is how I feel." Right. Um, I think first of all would be like, what kind of topic do you actually want to cover? Because if you want to just talk talk about how you feel about something, there's so much space for that. There's a lot of it, but you know, if you want to use social media as your therapy session, which is totally cool. Just acknowledge that that's what you're doing, because then people don't want to engage with you if you're like having those feels. I, I feel like that's not a great way to start a political discussion. I think um, the easiest way, like I don't know, I I was really upset about. I think the thread that uh, you noticed that got you to follow me was the one about Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. And I started from this place where I was like, wow, I've got a lot of thoughts about Bernie Sanders, but so many in my head. Um, so maybe I should like put them out there. And I started from this place of like, I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want this to be like, oh my God, I hate Bernie. All of you can suck it. So I was, came from another place because I know that that was going to end badly. So I was like, okay, let's talk about why people don't like Bernie Sanders. Let's talk about that first. Let's talk about why people might not be involved in his campaign or not feel like he insults them or feel they're distant from his concepts. At least if I get that out, then at least you know where I'm coming from when I say that I don't like him and I don't want him to be president of the United States. If I don't, it's not personal, my dislike, but it means that I have to be honest about where I'm coming from, what's motivating me, and be able to explain and defend it right. when somebody comes up to me. So, if you, so a good place to start from if you just want to vent some stuff, which is, which is all of our rights to do, like, it's probably best to just be like, let, you know, the, the more honest, the better. Although some of us are, you know, like, you want to be funny about it and you want to, like, have a point of view. And sometimes that involves sarcasm and sometimes that involves, like, like oh, well, uh, the next thing that's going to happen is this. And there's not really an argument there. But let's say you were honest enough to say... Uh, here's why some people don't like uh, the Bernie movement. Here's why some of us feel a little uh, betrayed, even as you feel betrayed and all this stuff. And you say these things and you lay out your thoughts. Yeah. And then someone's... Na so now let's go to the next step, which is you're being attacked. Uh, you're, some, someone is... So, or someone's going to talk down to you, whatever you want to call it. Like, 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 but, but you seem to have this ability online, which was inspiring to me. Like, You don't automatically assume like, that this... Even though you, even though you know, because we were talking backstage, yeah. and Cody said, "How many times does it end with a conversion of someone? Zero, absolutely, one hundred percent, zero ever. But um, people are watching, and yeah. we're performing on Twitter. But anyways, I'm answering your question for you. The, the, no, here comes the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like a dummy, like uh, a mannequin, like yeah. uh, oh god. Um, I'm gonna be like, uh, uh, okay, uh, you just said all that stuff about Bernie. 
Okay, so then I respond to you and I say, um, uh, 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 yeah, well, what, why, what, what makes you, because, uh, because you started it with like, this is why some people, so I'm going to hit you there. And I go, okay. what makes you think you speak for the people you think you're speaking for? Why do you think you're speaking for those people? Um, he lost the primary by four million votes, so I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for a lot of people who <laughs> didn't, you didn't vote for him. Uh, kind of have so then that person's going to get riled up now because you're going Charlie Snopes liked it. <laughs> that person's now riled up because they're, they're going to go, uh, uh, well, the reason he lost the primary is because the primary was, was, was not a fair fight. Uh, she, uh, 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 the, the, you can see in the leaked emails that she's conspiring against him. She, uh, uh, the, the Democratic Party is villainous and unfair. I don't know how I fit that in 140 characters, but... But I did. No, you totally did. Um, so my response, also in 140 characters, is, um, <laughs> is that uh, Bernie basically lost the race uh, around March 1st, and you would need to show exactly, explain to me exactly what the DNC did before March 1st that secured the fact that he would never get enough delegates to win the nomination. If you can explain that to me, I will gladly take your position. I will acknowledge it. I will say, like, I totally understand where you feel you're coming from. But you got to show me the evidence of a problem that could not be solved by his campaign. Do you ever have, are you, do you, because I just, like, what key, because this is going to fuse with, maybe let's learn a little bit about your, like, from birth forward, like your early story. Um, uh, because I'm curious about how after that election and those spreadsheet results where certain demographics were revealed to be just as chaotic as life itself, the yeah. things that we thought if you had this quality or that quality from birth that, so how, how um, and, and, and that, that has put us all into a tizzy and there's actually on that spreadsheet, as I said, after the election, if you cross all of it, it's like there's one group of people that should be taking their hands off the wheel right now and, and be more jaded than ever, and that's black women because they turned out to the polls and, like, I don't know who those 3% were or 2% or whatever it was, but, but it was like, and did you... Well, to go back to that, first of all, did you feel a betrayal uh, from, the next morning? From white From people. your other Democrats? From, from, from white people. From white people. <laughs> From white, from, from white women, from, from, I mean, you expected it from white men, maybe, but like, was, were you shocked, like, that women didn't, like, Wonder Woman it through, you know, like, 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 just, like, as one gender? Um, I guess, yeah, no, first of all, I was kind of in a coma after the election results, because I was with my best friend, and we were hanging out, and we were so excited, and then, like, we, I started calling Florida, and I was like, oh, this is, this is not good. This is not good. And my friend was like freaking out because she was, I mean, we're both black women. And she was freaking out. And she was like, we gonna die. We gonna die. And I was like, maybe not. Maybe, maybe something will happen and then she'll win. And then we won't die. Um, and it, it didn't work out like that. Fortunately, we're both still alive. Um, I kept yelling at Cody. Like, <laughs> like it's not, he's not winning. You know, like I was like... <laughs> I was like mad at her for thinking it was possible for women to have their hearts broken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not gonna happen. This, this, no, you don't get the universe, okay? Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah. So I did feel, to a certain degree, I was like, this wasn't supposed to happen. The numbers weren't supposed to work like this. I had, I mean, I grew up in local politics, so I actually did my first door-to-door petition drive at three. Um, you, this will stop any minute now. <laughs> That's my car, I think. <laughs> Somebody, it was really mad about just hear me those talking about Sing on a ring, ting, tingling, too. Um, so, wait, 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 take well, take us to the moment of birth if that's not too invasive. Well, oh no, um, it's, it's definitely not invasive. How long was the labor? Uh, um, what hospital? No, was it? Was it? Were you, are we born and bred in New York? Yeah, I was born and raised in New York. Um, both of my parents were like very civically minded. Um, my mom curses too much to be an elected official, so she never really got into the like the negotiation of politics because she doesn't have patience. Can you do an impression of your mother cursing? No, no, I would die. <laughs> By the way, I'm from the She'll... future coming through a portal into the, your mother's kitchen about her political career. It's not because of your swearing. It will only ever be because you're a woman. Like, like, it's like, like we are going to elect a man who talks like a sewer. Yeah, um, and, and in all the ways that really matter. You're, you're, uh, and then I'm going to go back through the portal and uh, enjoy a nice uh, cocktail. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, and then my dad was uh, was an actual local elected official. He actually helped um, preserve a local train line that was going to get torn down, and I got a chance to ride on it because he had done all that work. Um, and it was really cool to kind of grow up in local politics, except that knowing all your politicians, local politicians, means that you find them really human and really petty all the time. Hmm. Um, but it was it was a good experience to like see what it looks like to do all the time, like petition drives and try to get people involved and all that other stuff. And then they, after the election, I was sitting there after having spent lots of hours yelling at my television about like, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that he like loves golf. Like why does anyone care? Who is talking about these really important things? Like, are we going to upgrade our energy grid? That's really important. We, we can't just let it sit there for the next 20 years deteriorating. Is anyone going to talk about global warming? Is any, like, literally at all? Like, just uh, maybe like five minutes, could you just ask him a question about climate change? And then if he doesn't answer correctly, because there's a correct answer. There's only one answer, actually. There's literally, he, there's no multiple choice. It's like one answer. A, the earth is getting warmer. Be, then the next question would be, what are we going to do? And the answer is, fix it. That's, that's like, there are only two answers to those questions. You were talking backstage about the original yeah. zero-sum game, which sounds yeah. exactly like that, which is human rights. Yeah. Uh, because, and you, you take it. You you were telling me things about the Dixiecrats and, and history that I'm just here to absorb. Um, so Because I, I was thinking about Soylent or something for those years. <laughs> So, like, human rights used to be a part of the Republican Party platform when they started, like, when the, the Republican Party started. And defining human yeah. rights, because now we live in this post-nationalist, like, what, do we mean American human rights, or do we mean, like... like any, any human rights, when you're talking about slavery, there's kind of, like, no, like, separation between American human rights and just regular human rights. They're the same, they're the same concept. Um... And when you're talking about the ability to access your civil society, like if that's the standard that you're setting for your citizenship, like white dudes get to participate in society. That's, that's a human right. At that point, it's not like a right for a particular group. If it's necessary to make it possible for that entire group to vote, then it's necessary for everyone to be able to vote. That's how it should work. 
The only reason we have an age cutoff is because you have you met seventeen year olds? Like no. <laughs> they're not allowed to do anything. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want a world run by me at thirty two or or five seconds ago. Uh, we move forward and we grow and hopefully the, the yeah, which society whatever. Why am I doing this? Uh, the uh, but the so a sidebar on that because oh, I keep reading about voter suppression. The, the, mm-hmm. I, I get gerrymandering. I, I understand that a little bit. Um, that's simply the horrible kind of sometimes functional but ultimately erosive process of playing chess with like where districts are drawn. So that, but blah blah blah. We all know yeah. what gerrymandering is and how that is voter suppression. What is the what is the shit going on with like like. Why is it really as simple as like with voter ID laws? Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the state of affairs with voter ID laws. Is that differing from state to state? I'm lost there. So every state gets to determine what it's going to do with its own election, which is a good thing in some ways and bad thing from like a national perspective when we're voting for president because it's really annoying. Um, but state by state, basically what you can do is you can create a standard for voting. And once you do that, you basically can control the rules of who, what it means to get to participate in voting. Um, I know that there was an automatic voter registration bill that was going through in Nevada. Uh, I believe there's a state or two that's working with, on it. It might be Oregon. Oregon actually passed it, um, which means that you're automatically registered at 18 and you have to like go and deregister or something like that in order to stop uh, being on the voter rolls um, or death certificate. And that means that like voter suppression works this way, which is basically if you set a standard, right, that only some people can meet, even though everybody's an eligible voter, then you get to choose who filters through. And that's what they wanted. That's what voter suppression is about. They you want can to apply filter. a drug test. Or, yeah. but, and and how, does, how, does a, how does an ID, how, how does the idea of needing an ID, uh, uh, what, how does, talk about that filter as actual manifestation. So the first thing is, is that they use the fact that only some forms of ID are legitimate ID. Your college ID is not a legitimate form of ID, even has your address on it. So that means college students now have to get a separate ID in the state with all their birth information, rather than just being able to use their student ID to vote. Um, so you can register at school, at college, and vote. Um, actually, again, my bestie went to was in school in Philadelphia, and she voted out Rick Santorum, and that was like one of her great. Like she's always like, I can die now, having done that. <laughs> I voted out Rick Santorum. That feels so good. Um, And she was able, she didn't need to present like photo ID. She was able to go present the evidence that she lived in Philadelphia as her means of doing it. Right now, what happens is is that um, with voter ID laws, basically what they do is they set a standard that you have to meet. So you have to bring your your birth certificate or this. Like how many people right now in this room can tell you, like tell, say specifically where your birth certificate is right at this moment? Not me. Anybody? How many people? Okay, everybody who did not raise their hand, you can't vote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just adding any, it just occurred to me, adding any um, hoops, even if they're seemingly not, like, they're not like, hey, if you are a fan of the Patriots, you need to, it's like, the, the, the filter only needs to be a filter in order to slow down Poor people, yep. um, young people, uh, people that are working a lot. Uh, it's, it's like any extra steps. The, the harder you make it to vote, the more. I think I think yeah. that's essentially. Uh, well, I, yeah, it occurs to me we're down a fucking branch that I took you down because okay, voting is a human right. Yeah. Um. Uh, there, that is a. 
that's an argument that we're still having needlessly. Yeah. The idea that voting is a human right. Uh, forget about shelter, medicine, all these things. So take us back to somewhere around the 1800s about, and, and let's step forward where human rights is like this issue that starts fragmenting us into weird bedfellows. I mean, it's always been fragmenting us. So let's start from the basic sentence, the basic concept, right? The idea of America is that it's not based off of where you came nationally. You know, it's always the dream. It's the mythology that we talk about on July 4th is that we built a country on ideals and you could come here and you could dream what you wanted to dream, you know, dream the impossible dream, all of that. Um, I can't sing, so I'm not going to try it. But um, the point is, is that you can, the, there's this notion that uh, we were built differently and, uh, there, and we had explicitly human rights as part of our declaration. You know, they talk about tyranny and bloodshed and controlling us and we deserve the right. We are endowed by our creator, whoever that is. And like, come on, they said it right up there. We're endowed with our creator with certain inalienable rights. And among these is the right, you know, all those happy rights that they talk about. And, that you come out of a yeah. womb or even ostensibly that constitution holds up to us being test tube babies. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but I saw a sci-fi angle here. Um, <laughs> you're coming into this world one way or the other, but the constitution is this document. Like yeah. they, they, they sat down and they said, let's form this labor union of a country, this hotel lobby of a country that says, no matter what happens, no matter what anyone would try to use as, a, as an excuse, yeah. That the idea is that everyone in this country, you call you as soon as you draw your first waking breath, um, you are actually you have these rights. Yeah. They are not given to you. I know I sound like a sixth yeah. grade teacher, but I was just like, we have we have forgotten that in our bones, right? Like, yeah. and 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 well early on. So continue. Yeah. So except for slaves, like the rule was like except everybody. For women. I mean, everybody who's a white dude has inalienable rights, but we're, I don't know about the rest of you. Like, may, maybe white women? I don't, I don't know. We're working it out. Well, Black we're kind of masters of the unspoken uh, <laughs> exception. Like, we didn't... If we had to write, it goes back to that thing of, if you had to declare, like, if you were passionate at the framing of the Constitution, you would have to write it in and go, like, look, black people, let's, let's write about them for a while. Yeah. Um, and you'd have to do it. But you don't have to do that when you're... You, you, you yeah. can just say, all people are created equal, and I'll find out what I mean by that later. But for now, I mean Phil and his cousin Tony. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, sorry. It's just it's, 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 these negative spaces that we're now like coming to bear on, and that's why there's amendments, and that's really because we didn't. We, for, we by the way, we fucking mean this. Go, please. Yeah. Continue. So then, uh, leaving people out of that discussion of human rights eventually fractured the country in two. Because one group was like, "Nah, they definitely don't have human rights," and the other group was like, "I'm uh, maybe they do. It, they, uh, just a little bit. Just like maybe a handful of human rights. They're not like equal to us, but they, they seem to be human." We, I think actually, actually, after quite a lot of time, they, they do appear to be human beings, so we might need to just accept them as part of the country. And they were like, whoa, you can't do that. And then they decided to murder each other over it um, for about four years. And the Republican Party's concept was like, we actually recognize that slavery is bad because it infringes upon human rights. And they held up that end of the bargain until basically shortly after the, basically until 64, 1964, Republicans held on pretty well. And the only thing that cracked the 
the black vote away from them was the New Deal policies because they were like, wow, you screwed up real bad. Like, we have no money. We might not be able to vote for you again, actually. This guy, my FDR, might have some solutions for us. <laughs> and we're okay with, with splitting away from you. And you saw the black vote start to diverge and split into two pieces. But the reason it didn't go fully democratic under FDR was because they had the Dixiecrat coalition, the same people at the founding who were like, no, 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 we gotta keep slaves. And the same people in 1865 who were like, no, 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 we have to kill Lincoln and continue trying to impose slavery. And the people who terrorized black people in the years between of Jim Crow, those people were the same people who've been arguing this entire time, like, no, human rights are not actually fundamental to this republic. They're not. They're only for some people. And we're seeing that play out now. Yeah. These words that up to six months ago are just grown-up words to me and continued about, I don't care about fucking Medicaid, healthcare, all this shit. These words, they sound, they sound they, they're more boring than, a, than a, a Central American country's president's last name. Like, like, I, I'm like, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Medicaid, Medicare, all this stuff. But it's like, then you, you, like, you peel back the layers and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, you just think that cancer is punishable by more death if you're poor than if you're rich, yeah. which is fucking insane if you wrote it in the crawl of a sci-fi movie and said the people are divided by, between people that think that if you have a random thing happen to you while you are on American soil, an American citizen, if you have, if you have sickness, which is just a part of life, um, we believe that then your, your life should just be shortened by your poverty. Um, and no one is having that. I mean, now everyone's having that conversation, but we're still not just watching watching Paul Ryan struggle through that PowerPoint that he made with like <laughs> Kranz, where he's like, he thought he was going to blow our minds. I think because his mind had just recently been blown. He was like, let me break this down. Like, I, I don't know if you guys get it, but basically what people are suggesting is that look at all these sick people. Do you know what happens when you get sick? You can't make money. <laughs> so they're, the, they're like the poorest people in the world and the sickest. This is a problem that solves itself. <laughs> and that, that's what he was yelling at us. And, and, and everyone was like, what the fuck don't you understand about every step of society that all of us have ever learned since our mommy sat us down and said, your roommate needs the rent check. I'll bail you out this time, but get your shit together or you have to move back home and I make fun of you. Um, like like every, every, every college kid gets it. Everybody, but how do you, I don't know what my question is. Uh, but I, I just like, I mean, like, 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 so where do you stand? This is an interesting segue into this. So, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the, the impression then that you're probably not one to... Where are you in all this, like uh, this, 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 this treason Russia, like, like um, soap opera? I'm, I'm guessing your answer is to the extent that it's there's evidence and and rule of law. Let's proceed forward, but let's not let it distract us from the occasional law being pushed forward. Or um, it's the most important thing that's ever happened in American democracy. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because, because uh, a, a hostile foreign actor totally went into our most sacred institution and fucked it all up. Is that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, because I mean, 
nothing worse. Like, if you want to talk, let's, there's like a, the metaphor, right, of the body politic, and we, people use that all the time. Like, imagine voting as being your, your spine. Like, someone just went in and fucked with your spine. You wouldn't be like, ah, we're cool. We'll just chill. Like, you'd be like, no, that really fucked up my I think people are distracted. <laughs> uh, my perception is that people are distracted, first and foremost, by there's like this, this victory parade they're having, which is not happy at all, which is called We Won, Get Over It, and that, and that they perceive that they don't even get to start going down the block before people are, like, pouring weird... They, they think that people are cheating by going like Russia, Russia, Russia and they I think that the biggest thing that they don't understand the people that are still bothering to like go where come on get over it where's the evidence I'm tired of hearing this um, is that they think that at the end of this whole process Hillary Clinton gets to become president because they cheated like you know like they were going to find out that she should Putin <laughs> po- no. popped the hood on a voting machine <laughs> and like put extra votes in there no, but but here's the thing about that is that like if you were to cheat in like a local election and they found out they would just nullify the election and your opponent would win. That's that's how it works. That's not there's no like complicated thing there. But it depends on your job. But I, my impression is that what we're debating with them, because it seems like to the extent, maybe Spencer, you can jump in or you've, yeah, you, you, you have I a beard. It. But it, it's, it's, it seems like we've long since kind of dropped, like uh, maybe we'll find out more. But right now we're sort of like not worried about uh, the results of the election. We saw them. They, they bummed us out and were surprising. But at the same time, like... It's fine, and is the result of this constant effort on the part of a foreign, hostile, former superpower, the most dangerous, psychological, post-internet fucking threat you could have. Like, like, yeah. that, that what we've learned about Russia is that that's how they handle their satellite states. That's how they, like, they've just been, like, they have troll farms. All that shit is real. And that that doesn't mean that if we prove collusion, someone else gets to be president, except for the fact that you can't be president from prison. Uh, but but uh, it, 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 they, I think I think the people that are still hanging on are really like even dumber than me about politics and are thinking, stop trying to act like this election's not going to stick. And I'm like, it's stuck. Now he goes to prison. What happened? I mean, prison. That's really hard to do. Impeachment. Yeah, it's it's really hard. We've never put a president in prison. Um, another thing is is that I like to think about this. Like, it's kind of scary. Don't don't freak out, everybody. But like, we're kind of in the place right now that we were before the Civil War, where like there is no real chance to like the only thing that fixed the Civil War was the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, and Fifteenth Amendments to the Constitution. <laughs> Like, there was never any, like, hey, I don't know, um, can we just sit down and talk about whether or not it's okay to leave the United States over slavery? Can we just, let's just have to sit down, have a conference, and we'll talk it out. Like, we need to build a process, and it's going to be, like, the craziest thing we've ever done, is to build a process to deal with the reality that an election was stolen at this level. Yes. And if we don't figure that process out, we what are What did I say to you? <laughs> During the opening monologue, I'm sorry. I, no, I, was just, uh, I like him. He's so passionate. Sorry. Why did we? Why did, why did we? Why did I operate in tandem with this guy to Caitlin, derail you? So like, where? Like, you're a writer. You're a blogger. You're 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 an activist. Like, wh- how how are you going to help save the world? Like, you got you got to help us. And like, what's the next steps that we have to do? 
Because, by the way, in case you can't tell, my solution is fly her out, let her talk, and then I'll just worship her, vote for you, then my problems are solved. Anything, can I get back to Mario Kart? Like, <laughs> like, 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 like that's, that, that is what, you're, what everyone's dealing with is both inside them and with any people that they choose to talk to is like, man, we all, like, it was working. Like, so I, I, I wake up every day, I think like a lot of people do, with, uh, with this kind of dopamine drip of, oh, oh we got him. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is doing this thing, and like, like yeah. and, oh, we fucking, we, 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 we did it. Like, they're they're all going to jail. They're not fucking going to jail. They're not going away. They're, well, they're, not for. It took six years for Nixon. He won two elections by a landslide, and then had to find his own shame at the end of that story. Still, and and, and that, that that cascaded from your grandma and uncle and people at Thanksgiving not having Facebook to bolster them every morning with more amphetaminic uh, fucking rage. But in fact, for they had to come around to. I think Nixon's a dick. I'm sick of it. That's, uh, that's, Sorry, I told Dan, you that you're a lesbian. Yeah, that, that's a hard line to take. Nixon's a dick. <laughs> you know what? He's tricky too. I wish there was shorthand yeah, for I mean, any like, of this, like, but honey, there's no Facebook yet. I've got a, I've got three pigs to slaughter before lunch. Like I, 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 I leave, I leave town every couple weeks, and I, I turn off the news, and I don't read a paper, and I come back assuming that Donald Trump has killed a, uh, a kindergarten, uh, because it seems like he will one day. And, and, and they, they, they're always in trouble. There's always some bullshit in the news cycle. And then nothing happens. And we all think it's going to be fixed, but it's not going to be fixed. Like, we actually have to like, revolt at some point, don't we? Like, we have to take it to the streets. Well, so you're, let's, well, let's get back to this amendment. Let's make three new amendments. Do you think, do you think that... Um, it's, it's called, about, it's called it's a, a doobie amendment called taking it to the streets. Are you suggesting that maybe we take our lumps with Trump and let this cancer ride out knowing that we are bombarding it with the chemo of fucking holy shit, what the fuck have we done that's going to make us sick, bum us out, but that if that stops the cancer of fascism, that the thing we need to do is uh, <laughs> beat this metaphor dead uh, 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 take on the dietary and uh, environmental changes of of do, are you talking about election protection uh, amendments like things that actually federalize and centralize the election process and make it hack proof because I felt like the hacking was cultural in this case it was like Russia taking advantage of the fact that we're all like yeah. So, so what were you? What, what do you think? Uh, uh, like, what, what do we need to change? Well, if he's not, if you're not thinking about impeachment or arrest, um, I'm definitely thinking about both impeachment and arrest. But we've never had a significant portion of our line of succession all removed simultaneously. And of course, if let's be honest, if he stole an election, he's not legitimately president. If he stole an election, Mike Pence is not legitimately vice president. We don't have any idea what's going on with Paul Ryan, but I strongly believe that he probably had some idea since he used the hacked DCC, DCCC emails against House candidates, which means that he either didn't know he was using stolen information from Russia, or he knew and just didn't care. I think Paul Ryan stole our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's dreamy. Um, so dreamy. That, that lizard that lizard face. Uh, uh, the the huh, um, but okay. So yeah, because that's what we're all thinking right now. Like we we wake up that that fucking meeting where 
and I, somebody somebody made the reference before I did. I thought I'd be the oldest person on Twitter and go, yeah, Serrano's got the discs, which is a reference to Midnight Run, in which the resolution is um, uh, all Robert De Niro has to do is to get crime boss Tony Serrano to accept discs that it's been established Serrano believes are fruit of the of the hacked election like like fr- you know like 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 yes I, I, if a russian government lawyer and it's amazing that they identify actually it's not amazing that they identify themselves that way right because what these the russians probably are like going when you're russia everything you do is a win 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 there is not even one lose in there there's no wrong move for russia to make they can just email you and go Hey, we've got naked pictures of Hillary Clinton. Hey, I've got naked pictures of your mother, too. I've got naked... They, they can just send out whatever they want. Any meeting you take, now they've got you for that. They, got, they, they can yeah. just... And, and then the further the relationship deepens, the more stoked they get, the longer they wait, the more they offer up. And you have to figure that combined with the collective IQ of the Trump team who never thought they were going to win... Like, they've got to be in so fucking deep, it's insane. Yeah. So then, we all wake up realizing this. We're all starting to realize this, that this treasonous path probably very likely, Occam's Razor says, these motherfuckers, like, before they, before they knew it was even possible to commit treason, when all you want to do is just win the presidency, they committed treason so long ago, we're going to find it out. And then you just like, wait, what? we're all just sitting here going, then what do we do? Yeah, there's there's actually no actual process for that or answer. I kind of wish I could give one. Um, the answer, I think we talked backstage, it was about, you know, know what you want to see, right? <laughs> so what do we want to see? Like, like imagine, like what, really imagine what, right now, like the president of the United States has not been legitimately elected. None of his cabinet can take over for him. Not his vice president either. We have no system whatsoever has ever had this happen. So what do you, what happened? What do we as citizens want to see? Because if you can't figure out that next step, which is like, do we rerun the election? We could. We, we have the money. It's not like we can, can't afford to run a second election. Then the problem is Republicans have to put somebody new up. Do, should we give them the opportunity? <laughs> um, you know, uh, should we just claim that it's illegitimate? Have install Hillary? That's going to go well. People will be very calm. Um, you know, so the the problem is is that you need to know what you want to achieve first, and then the answer is to start working backwards. So what do, what can we do as citizens to make it easier to understand what that result should look like? And I honestly believe that we should declare the election illegitimate and Hillary Clinton should be president of the United States. And I don't just say that because I really liked voting for her, but also because, I mean, in all honesty, that's what happens with virtually every other contest that we've ever run where we find somebody cheated. <laughs> we're like every other time in all of the history of the world when we're like, hey, um, turns out uh, you, uh, you're a fucking cheater. Uh, you actually totally stole that thing. You don't get your medals. You don't get to win the game. You're erased from the history books. We remove things. Like, that's just how it's always gone. It happens in local elections. When am I allowed to make fun of Barron? <laughs> yeah, what year, what age does he have to be before we can go? What's the statute on that one? <laughs> you are clearly... Because I've got so many tweets just backlogged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I can't... Talk about... <laughs> like, 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 many of the things that I want to see are felonies to say out loud into a microphone. Uh, I've researched it. Um... <laughs> 
the uh, one of them may or may not be like I just can't. It's Baron's adulthood in general. Like, like I can't wait until he's walking around. I, I am endlessly entertained by Donald Trump Jr. I think because I I just like he. I, it's like I his tweets like and with his avatar with that hair and his face like I I just regress to a time in my in every cell in my body when I was absolutely the underdog I didn't know that I would find out 40 years later that you know that my view of things is limited to where I turn my head but when all when I knew I had righteous anger when I knew who the bad guys were and why I was a hero that fucking kid, and I'm calling him a kid because his dad calls him a kid, which is part of the problem. He's my age. Um, he's a fucking, he is such a villain. He's always been a villain, and I love that he's entered the fucking forefront of everything. It makes me so happy. Now I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for evil to have happened. I'm rooting for him to disappoint his father. I want... I want, I, want, I want one of the two of them, mythically, this, for federal officers listening, I, I, just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I want the whole thing to end in all of them in a Reservoir Dogs crossbow fight. <laughs> crossbow! Where, where a Secret Service like, commander, or whatever their highest ranking official is, like, has been locked out of the room like a firewall, like in, uh, uh, like in that Life movie uh, with, the, with Jay Gills. They, uh, I, uh, they're on the uh, space station and the uh, octopus monster starts. Firewalls. They, they, and they're like locked out of the Oval Office. They're like, we need to be in there. And then they come in and it's like people are talking about what happened with flowcharts for six years <laughs> because all you see is just... They they all did it to themselves. They're just like there's just crossbow bolts everywhere, and freedom, <laughs> a vacuum of freedom. And then from then on, the Oval Office is like this weird place where like, well, we couldn't tear it down. <laughs> but here's where the tour gets even more interesting than it used to be. It was already the thing you were looking forward to. Now it's also got a lot of ghost stories. I, I just think that we, we don't need them to have crossbows. We just need them to make it like hemophilia, like the Romanovs. Like they, they should all just die of some sort of weird. I don't want to wait those that many generations. Like, uh, yeah. did you just fart, or was that your chair? Oh, okay. I thought. I thought. I thought it was like Dan. When I fart, you'll fucking know it. All right. That's what I thought. That's why I thought it was happening. I thought you farted and I knew it. The one who heard it, uh, <sighs> Caitlin, turned it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? What about you personally, as a person? It, 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 uh, like, because part part of what's inspiring about you is you have that. I don't want to uh, be your Joan of Arc. Stop treating me like something that's going to solve all your problems. Vibe, which makes me want to j- treat you like that. I, 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 just tell me what to do and tell me what to think, and I'll vote for you. Do you have political aspirations? Do you want to? No, no, I don't. You will Ooh. never see my name on a ballot. Like not ever. Not not good. Not good over there. So what is it? But does that to say that like there's sideways like your Citizen Zero blog like we can we don't why yeah why be a politician if we are the people like yeah okay. well first things first is that I am not polite enough to be an elected like I have a, a really high standard for elected officials and especially when you grow up with them you see like a lot of their foibles and but also a lot of uh, I'm gonna be really nice to my local politicians a lot of kindness a lot of patience. 
There are people who are going to ask you some of the stupidest shit you've ever heard in your life, and you're going to have to be like, yes, I understand your issue. It is really terrible that the lines are that particular shade of yellow in, in the, the two lines are. That's, it's so tough. I understand. Uh, we will, I will definitely take that up uh, at the next council meeting. I will absolutely do it. They walk off, and you're like, what was that? You know, and you just do that to your, your, to your local people, and you're just looking at them like your staff, and like, did that really just happen? Did someone just come to yell at me about the shade of yellow on, on our streets? Okay, cool. I, I just want to know that happened. And then you go back to doing like real hard work, um, and I don't have any patience for that. I would just be that person like, are you, did you come to me with that? That's what you, that's my time. I only have so much time alive, and you chose to spend Five minutes talking to me about that. That's not okay. And there are people that would enjoy <laughs> that job and would feel overpaid in the standard salary. And correct me if you think I'm wrong, but like it seems to me that our class of politicians from top to bottom has become an inversion of that demographic. Like yeah. We all went to high school with people that we remember and go like, you know, that person should have been an alderman. That person should have been president. Like, like, like I, I, because actually they would enjoy civil service. They would enjoy like the, the drudgery of it. They like to be fair. They don't blow their stack when they talk to idiots. Uh, and those people are 180 degrees, like on a different road. They're directed that way by, I don't want to say Hydra, but uh, I, I, I don't want to get into a conspiracy theory, like a reptilian like alien that's taken over our Earth. But, 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 they, but they're definitely shield. there's a problem there. And it, it all, so it all comes back to the individual's definition of what it means to be an American citizen, yeah. which we have been, especially recently, but probably for my entire life, we, we feel like we got born here and then there's this immigration thing and the whole like um, melting pot thing and we learned that in high school and schoolhouse rock videos and it, the, the, the idea of gaining citizenship and that meaning like you just have like a card that says you can participate and um, but like what it actually means to be the citizen of a democratic republic and, and, and so I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot as much as I want to gain some clarity in my life what do I do differently? We've ha we have people up here, and I ask all the time. So what do I do? We've all so we've all heard. You gotta call your so and so. You gotta do this and that. I, I, I don't. Yes, it should be it should be work, and we should want to figure it out. But is there is, is there a way to like get a better map of it? Like how much of my day? is given over to being a citizen if I'm an active participant in that role? Um, well, I would say, well, first uh, thing that I want to say is that I'm hoping to build a system. If you guys go to citizenzeroproject.org or .com, I own both. Um, <laughs> it's, all, it's just good. It's good for brand. Um, so if you go there, I actually have a project that I'm working on, uh, which would be an online web portal. I really want to build this, where basically people could log in and find out like all the things that their elected officials have been doing, and you get updates like every week, every two weeks, or every month, depending on when you wanted to see it. And you'd be able to like build a report card so that it would like summarize a lot of the stuff that you do and don't agree with your elected officials about. And that way, you wouldn't actually have to do all that legwork by yourself, because that sucks. Like, it really does, and I do it, and I spend way too much time doing it, and it's really exhausting. Um, on the basic citizenship scale and, like, the national scale, I should say that you should probably be on top of at least, you should have, like, one issue you really care about, at least one, 
It doesn't have to be like very fancy or anything like that. You just be like, wow, those stagnant pools of water are totally gonna attract mosquitoes. It's gross. If you're aware of something that like that in your neighborhood, I know it's really small and stupid, but like that's a thing. Be be care about that thing. But what if you want to be a nice person? So I I have a stagnant pool of mosquitoes in my. Uh, <laughs> I see it. It's two blocks away. Now I'm gonna definitely the person in me that's both nice and that wants to just get back to Mario Kart. Yeah. They that's a dangerous combination of agreement because both of them say, don't. Because you're going to call a congressperson about stagnant pools of mosquitoes and you're going to be an idiot and you're, someone's going to answer that. You're going to feel dumb and disempowered all day. You're going to get on a phone tree and all this stuff. There's, there's a first step there that's like, I don't know who to call. I don't, I don't, is it do I, an alderman, an ombudsman? Um, it would, I Comptroller. Was, I, 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 <laughs> is, is there like a, I, 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 that's why I said I don't want to put you on the spot because I don't want to make, I don't want to make, humanity's tendency to be a robotic coward your fault and problem to solve but the closer we could get to like actually here's how you do a layup or whatever so that if you want to expand on it and make your own style that's great but i've only speaking for myself that's how i feel about it is being in gym class and the coach says it's great. It's a layup. It's like the most common thing in basketball. You just do this and do that, and then you go like that. And I'm like, I can't. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Slow down. What foot goes where first? Put cutouts on the floor. If you really care about me, ever caring about this sport, you'll like come in my bedroom window the way video games do and say, just push this button. And 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 like I don't do. But or do we say stop catering to that and fuck you if you can't be a man <laughs> I would say that the easiest thing to do is just find as I said find an issue um, a lot of it's easy when it's like national mosquito water Stagnant mosquito water or you can choose something at a national level climate change is a big one net um, neutrality net neutrality so I know I, should, I call my congressperson and I go Hi, my name is so and so. I, but you know, I'm concerned about net neutrality. Don't start with the call to your congressperson unless you know what you're going to say before you pick up the phone. In all honesty, that's why you feel disempowered all day is because you started out and you were like, I feel really strongly. Right. And then you get on the phone with a, a representative, <laughs> like a person, they're like, So why? And you're like, Because feelings. <laughs> I have so many feelings. Because I watched John Oliver last night. Because I watched John Oliver. Well, God, for, I mean, if you watch John Oliver, then you kind of know what to say. What about the people? What about the people that don't that feel like like? I, look, I'm I'm doing this. Like I, there's got to be people who are more scared than I am of getting on the phone, and having who answers and what do you like. I like I, I like you. You say like know what you want, but you grew up around politics. Like yeah. it's possible you see more of the fishbowl than we I do. Um, I again, I would actually start like much smaller, which is instead of uh, trying to make the action go outside of yourself, just figure out like literally spend some time. I would say like an hour a week, maybe an hour or two. Just sitting around and being like, okay, what is about this issue? Like, who's talked about it? Who's an expert in this issue that I care about? You care about net neutrality? You should be reading up on as much stuff about where it comes from, what the term means. You should at least know the basics of that term. And it really just takes, like, that's just like an hour a week. That's just, and then when you're ready, you can take a whole month if you want to, a whole four hours. 
And then once you've looked at something for four hours, then you can say, like, do I want to call my congressman over this? Like, first of all, you'll learn just by checking up on that issue for four hours. Like, okay, this is who's responsible. Like, you'll learn, like, okay, we need to talk to federal people, because you'll see in their research, you'll be like, whoa, this is a federal issue. It's definitely not something for my state legislator. Then you might check on something like climate change and find out, well, we're in California. It's going to be your state. All right, well, let's do an exercise. I'll be, I'm going to be, this, and and the fun thing about this is you can't do wrong because I'm live. I'm a manifestation of my own fear in this exercise. I'm the person on the other end of the phone. You be you. You're a citizen. You're activated about an issue. You don't even have to tell me what it is. I'm answering the phone at the House of Representative level for your okay. district. Cool. All right. Are you going to make this ringing oh, sound effect, I'm or should get... I? Oh, you should definitely do the ringing sound okay. effect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good afternoon, Congressman Schmanaman's office. Hi, um, I'm Caitlin. I'm really interested in um, our roads and bridges. Okay, do you have an appointment to speak? An appointment to speak? I'm a citizen of the United States. I don't need an appointment to speak to my congressman. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, normal speaking hours are from uh, 3 to 5 every Tuesday except Wednesday, except every third of the fourth is Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, I would say that uh, my First Amendment right is open anytime, twenty four seven. Yeah, First Amendment uh, meeting is uh, uh, okay. Bye. Thanks for calling. Okay, cool. So that doesn't happen, right? That, That's no. my fear. That is my first fear. And this is a healthy exercise. Like that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. No. Because it happens when I need my teeth fixed, and it happens like. I don't know, or maybe it just only happens in my fucking head, like, 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 uh, it got, like when I need my driver's license renewed. But that, okay, just, just that doesn't happen. Uh, no, it do, it does not happen. You don't need to worry about your congressman's office blowing you off because that's uh, in general when th- when they are discourteous on the phone, they find out that that person was actually really important, and now they've got right. like a donor who's going to be like, hey. I am my 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 sister called up and you treated her horribly and then all of a sudden it's like oh I just lost million dollars thank you that's what happens actually in now Caitlin can you can you guys reverse roles and Dan you call her up and and, oh yeah well you show show us take us at least that far and then we can move forward from there so I'll do what you did I think but I'll probably offend you by Uh, trying okay so I do I do I get a yeah that means you have to do the ring sound okay but you get sound you get yeah okay ring. Oh, I should already be on the phone. (laughs) You called her. Hi, this is the Congressman Bubba's office. How can I help you? Uh, Yes, I'm very concerned. Fuck. Hold on a second. (laughs) I forgot what I was concerned about. You're not concerned about I forgot what you were concerned about. Were you concerned about net neutrality? I was was concerned about roads and bridges. Oh, roads and bridges. Okay, okay. okay, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. Uh, Hi, this is... Hi, I'm concerned about roads and bridges. Uh, okay, that's great. Uh, what specific road or bridge were you worried about? I mean, we oh. take our federal bridges and, and stuff. Well, I... The, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, all, all I know is... 
All I, all I know is that I, I drive over the Third Street Bridge every day, and, um, and, and it seems to be getting worse and worse. I've been taking that route for 30 years, and I keep reading these things in the paper about you know uh, funding and stuff, and I just feel like there's so many potholes, and it feels like the bridge. I just, like, like, and I see other things about infrastructure in other parts of the country. I don't want to be one of those cities where people don't say, hey, I want my bridge traversable. So I called. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want a situation like Minnesota because we're so much better than that. Yeah, okay. fuck those fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> Uh, so let me take I can't, believe, I can't believe you knew you, you, you just could tell from my voice that I would I would I would bite on the anti-Minnesotan uh, <laughs> yeah I, I totally did and uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take down your concern I'm going to route it to the appropriate offices I'm going to talk to our legislative aide on uh, infrastructure okay but is this like the runaround what are you doing to me here uh, well, this is I don't know what uh, this is me can I call back later and every time I have a bridge concern if I call back every, every day, time. like, I, I, so are you, do I have to change my voice to be taken seriously? Or, or, and if I'm, if I continue to be concerned about the bridge every time you answer the phone, will you eventually file a restraining order against me? Uh, I don't believe that uh, members of Congress can file restraining orders against. Are uh, you a member of Congress? Well, not me specifically. Are you going to call me every day? Are, are, like, aren't, aren't you going to be working there for a while? <laughs> I mean, like, we rotate. Like, it's not just me on the phone. I, I what's mean, your name? I mean, you want to hang out with me, specifically. Well, sorry, what's your name? Sandy. Sandy, I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. I'm Caitlin. Sorry, no. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn by the Third Street Bridge. Okay, cool. I don't have to tell um, you that. No, that's, that's really great. So I'm, I do have to take down the concern because it's a, it's a big one. It's a big thing to get going. It's so I can't just do it by myself. Okay. And I'm not giving you a runaround. Okay. I want to make sure that the concern is noticed, logged, and we know when it came in. And then we can talk about, because uh, we're having a meeting next week about oh, the bridge. Oh, wait, you're having a meeting? Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a town meeting. Shit, Martha! <laughs> Yeah. Where's the Where's the notepad, Dan? Dan are, are you pretending to be Caitlin again and bothering your congressman? I gotta write down a meeting. I pay your rent. Get me a notepad. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, so there's a meeting. I like to. I want. Participate. I want a divorce. Excuse me for a second. Phone down, but then you just hear fucked up shit. Yeah. Fucked up shit. <laughs> I'm not going to do it because it'll be trivializing, but I'm just saying, like, as a writer, I'm saying, like, you hear fucked up shit. Well, I, like, you hear, like, the dog's barking, and then you hear, like, somebody, like, whimpering, and, like, they're... Uh, so. And they're, like, thuds. Yeah. Okay. Like, 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 okay, hey, uh, so, uh, like, I, well, tell me more about this meeting. I want to be involved in democracy. <laughs> Where am I going? Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? <laughs> I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna hang up and become myself again. This isn't fair. Somebody to anyone. call the police! Uh, no, shut Somebody up! Call the police! Shut up! Call 911! You Somebody. get in the food hut! Whatever that means! Oh my god, my, my face! What happened to my face? It's the, t the You get in the food hut! It's the title of the indie movie that will be made about your experience if you're lucky! Click! Okay. Uh, they, well, that's what they, they they like that they like human tragedy thank you for that nice applause for domestic abuse that was very nice well, of that's all the of part you. I didn't want to make a cartoon about yeah but I thought I thought I thought like if it was like a rear window thing where you're like oh my god there's a murder 
<laughs> all right, but anyways. So they, <laughs> and then as, as like a, a sad legislative aide, I have to like try to figure out what the hell happened. It'll be good. But be could good. I, 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 suffice it to say, if, if you do, and you, there's a million apps and it's a Google away, like this idea of calling your congressperson, um, uh, there's, there's pretty much no chance of, of having the experience that you have if you were to call Fry's Electronics or the DMV or your own dentist. Like, like it, 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 you, the, the people on the other end of the phone are like, like they're, they're passionate about politics. Their job is to pick up that phone. Yeah. You're going to get through it. It's okay to maybe even kind of only like maybe be figuring out what the fuck your problem is. Like a little bit, right? You'd recommend not doing that, not using it as a therapy session, but at the same time, I think the thing that keeps me in line is this fear of, I'm just going to feel stupid. Um, I mean, again, I, I think, well, first of all, you got to get through to the line, because a lot of the times, like, especially on a big legislative vote, they're getting calls from like a billion calls at once. So like the line might get jammed, in which case then you can just ha quietly experience existential fear right. while you're on the hold line. But that's kind of it is kind of comforting though if something happens that you're watching CNN and your your internet thing and you're like I'm alarmed about this and you pick up the phone and it's busy. Yeah, you kind of draw comfort from that, right? Like when there's a blackout or yeah. like the internet's out and like you call Time Warner and it's like. Your call will be answered in 17,000 hours. Uh, and then there's like an added edit in there. If you're calling about the fucking internet outage, it's being, we're dealing with it. Uh, like, yeah, that would be nice. To I mean, that, that is totally comforting because it does mean that a lot of other people have the exact same idea that you did. When that's always nice to know that, I mean, I think one of the reasons politics is so hard is because we all feel like a little bit like an island and you, you're like, oh, I'm having all these thoughts or I'm having feelings about politics and I, I want to get involved. And it's like, it feels like it's super intimidating. Like, it's so hard to do that first thing. And you, you don't want to go to the meeting and you're afraid that you'll be stupid. And like, the truth is, is that we're all stupid. I'm stupid. Like, I got called an activist. I'm not. I'm like crazy <laughs> lazy. It's unbelievable how lazy I am. I just sit around and I write things and I have ideas. But I haven't been to like, one of a, a political club meeting now in like a year because I'm like the laziest person. And I was during the campaign and I did some phone banking, but I did it like the laziest way possible from my cell phone using the site because like Hillary created a site and they, they, you could just randomly phone call people from like all these different calls. And I was like, this is perfect for me. I'm the laziest person in the world. I didn't, I worked the floor below her campaign office. I literally and landed. And I literally did not go inside of it. So you're saying months. if you'd worked a little harder, Hillary would be in office, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> we wow. landed at LAX in the middle of the LAX, like uh, when the uh, travel ban went up, and we like landed there, came out of first class. We had our luggage. Uh, Jeff had his suit over his shoulder. And we were like, oh, I was like, Looks like a protest, and we like we hung out there, and then for the next three weeks, I would just shut up about our responsibilities, and uh, and then I bought a gun uh, because I was just like everything's changing. I want to shoot it for changing. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what time is it? We... Yeah, we, we, should, we should probably thank Caitlin for coming up here. Now. We, we we have to, uh, more important business oh, to fuck. do right I, now. I, you know what? I think they were being very classy and like didn't want to shout 9/11 like they always do at 9/11. I, 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 that's very nice. I think I think we we're live in a world. We're very disappointed in the audience. We live in a world. <laughs> Caitlin, you think you're lazy for not making phone calls more for 
these people didn't shout out 9-11 when it was 9-11. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I like, well, let's, I want to make sure there's an action item or something just for people who are more interested, um, still have more questions, all that stuff. Obviously, we've said your Twitter name, which is Gotham Girl Blue. Yeah. Um, the, and Citizen, Citizen, Citizen Zero, Zero Project. Project. That's the, is that the Twitter handle? or That is actually, that's not my Twitter handle. That is the site. I literally just upgraded it with all the stuff that uh, the nonprofit that I'm working on is going to do. Um, I can't take donations yet. I'm hoping to do so as of August 1st. But like, it, there are literal projects that I'm working on, uh, whether or not that's uh, creating discussion groups and training other people to lead them whether that is creating the online portal and the app so that way you can do more passive citizenship and you don't have to actually collect all that news by yourself because that sucks, or um, whether or not it's creating a K-8 curriculum because I'm working on getting kids to understand that they're citizens so that way you build the habits early and then you don't have to worry about doing it as an adult because you've already been doing it. Yeah, so. uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Let's hear so. for Caitlin Bird, everybody. Look her up, and uh, she'll be back, and we'll we'll continue to maybe f f like we'll we'll uh, how we can help you in Los Angeles. We'll be like sister cities. Ah, sister. Figuring that out. All right, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. The rest of the show will make no sense to you, but you're uh, uh, but you can go watch it with Ronald. <laughs> unless unless you've been listening. Um, all right, so well, let's bring up Steve Levy. Steve Levy to the stage. Levy in the house? Did, or did, did Steve leave us? Steve Levy. Oh. Steve Levy! He's upstairs doing lines off another guy's wiener. Don't you leave me! Whoa, Steve whoa, Levy, everybody! Steve Levy! Hey, everybody. Sorry, church, church was telling me a fascinating story. Steve arriving! Say what? No, Church was telling me a fascinating story backstage, and I... About what? Uh, just personal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a more primitive society, that would be a, a huge, like, uh, yeah. like you came on stage and said, like, yeah, your girlfriend was off stage telling me some shit I can't talk about. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to... Uh, you don't uh, want to cause no trouble. You yeah, just, yeah. You this just... is not a forum to disclose anyone's <laughs> <laughs> stories. Sorry. Don't necessarily. I don't know. Yeah. All right. What's going on? Well, I, I mean, we can't tell you. All right. We got a little. I got a little educated. I think. I think the most important thing I learned is that it is that membrane. Like I'm bad on the phone, man. Like I tell people to call their Congress people. At the drop of a fucking hat, and I stand before you naked and trembling at the prospect of. We've been on up a lot phone. of phone calls together, and I gotta say, some of them you're really great, others not so great. What is the difference, do you think? How much attention you're paying, and how much you actually care about what we're talking about, maybe? Right, so a bad phone call would be one in which, like, yeah. everybody wants something from me, and I don't know why I'm on the call. I don't know. Sometimes you turn those around and it's like you're a hero. But other, you know, I, I can't. Uh, I want to make you name examples so bad. <laughs> but it'll only hurt me. <laughs> and you just have this luxury. You're like Varys in Game of Thrones. I don't know who that is. Look it up. Yeah, all right. You'll Look, be very I, I don't flattered. watch Game of Thrones. You guys can all boo me. It's cool. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, for those of you just joining us tonight. <laughs> 
we now play a game called Pathfinder, which is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa, laptop. Hey guys, I'm just checking Reddit. Hey, did you <laughs> did you uh, did you have any thoughts about? Where, where, I, don't, I haven't checked in with you politically. I mean, I know you and I both feel like the world's probably ending. Oh yeah, you're still getting your ham radio license so that uh-huh. we can. Oh man, it's going great. It seems like it's really hard, though. I could see why they don't want everyone just doing it willy-nilly. I, I, I saw on a Friday something about a ham radio. Or is that... Whoa! Are you, are, you doing, are you building a radio on a Friday? I'm building a radio on Friday. <laughs> All right. And it's going to be the biggest radio ever seen on the West Coast. <laughs> Is, is, is your new hobby lying? I'm working on it, my improv. <laughs> I yes sanded it. it. <laughs> I um, no, I did this podcast. I did this podcast. It's called a UCB radio. <laughs> I did oh, this man. podcast on Saturday, and I really, I really just feel like I shit the bed, and so like I just, just want to die. It's just. Uh, Oh man, it's, I just am feeling the worst. Really? Yeah, and everyone should download it and not listen it, so everyone thinks, "Oh wow, it really performed really well." But then don't listen to it because otherwise you won't even be able to be honest about, you know. What did you think you it. did? What are you most embarrassed about? I just I feel like I'm mechanically bad at talking. Like if there were a race of talking, I would lose. Like I would be like a fat person at talking. Like, like you talk a lot, you know. I do, but so I as a result, are, are like, you calling him fat? No, he's he's, he's calling me. He's, he's calling me Usain Bolt. Uh, he's the marathon man of talking. Yeah. Well, like you know, Malcolm Gladwell, without ten thousand hours, it's like you've had a lot of practice at talking. But I feel like I probably just don't talk very much, and I'm bad at it as a result. Well, I don't pr- perceive it that way. Well, I'm just saying that, like, what? S- Thank s- you so s- much. S- say what, madam? What was that? Oh. Thank you. That's so nice. It's definitely a soothing voice. Like, that's just... But I just... I don't know. Just couldn't make senses. It was just bad. It was bad news. I don't even want to talk. Well, Spencer, you have a chance for redemption right now because now's your chance to talk as you recap our last episode of Pathfinder D&D. That's... Okay. I wanted to... I wanted to help him with his anxieties no, I, before... I, this could... This, we could have just teed up the worst D&D ever because he's like, yeah, I feel like I'm bad at talking. I, 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 I fall asleep to you talking. I see you're good at talking. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's do D&D. Uh, uh, no, you're fine. in a forest. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you but, but, come upon me in a rope. Uh, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm just saying, like, I was worried yeah, but, but this, about... This I wanted is, to, like, put no, a pin I'm in it, fine. or not to put a pin in it, uh, an acupuncture pin. I'm fine. Do you I think just... acupuncturists have, a, when they say put a pin in it, they, <laughs> they, do you think they get confused? I could do stand-up. I could do yeah. stand-up. That's a stand-up bit. No, that's one joke. Do you joke. think acupuncturists get confused? Like, why do you mean, what do you, why do no, people keep we, talking about putting a pin in it? That means deal with it yeah. right now. When, when you tell them to put a pin in, they're always finishing the task. <laughs> right are like, yeah. Yeah, like an acupuncturist like, I am. comes to your book club and goes like, well, I think we should have a policy for which books we choose. Well, let's put a pin in that. I'm trying, I'm trying to. to. <laughs> Putting a pin right now. <laughs> you, you, where, you're, was you're, this? You're, where was this at the top of the show? On you're, fire. Only, you're only four and a half minutes away from a set. <laughs> 
you got you got that one in, joke in '92. Oh, all right. Anyway, sorry, I got no, excited I, about that. But I'm I want to put a, an acupuncture just, pin in your uh, tits. <laughs> and now we don't want to deal with it now. He wants to put a pin in your tits. I mean, who doesn't these days? Well, it's it's fine. I just wanted to express that because you know it might come out on the internet sometimes that I was on a podcast, and I don't want anyone to listen to it, but I do want them to download. What I what I admire about you, and I think uh, a lot of our audience would agree with me, is that when you talk, it's uh, you call your shots, and it's usually very accurate. Like I was you, bad. I, I agree with that in a general sense on my best times, but right. I was just off my game. It's like you know, it's just sometimes you have a bad day. Yeah, you know, it was just bad. But now I'm just, I'm just sitting in it. I'm like, man, really, just fucked up. I went, on, I went on Kumail and Emily's podcast once, and I was so fucking happy because all they wanted to do was talk about video games because that's what the whole podcast was about. Oh yeah, I was so excited just to talk about video games. I walked out of there so happy, and then like I read two tweets. Right. Like no one's gonna like tweet and go like that was fine. That was fine. Like it was the two guys that were like, don't let Harmon explain computer science ever again. He doesn't get it. <laughs> That's not was that, like he tried. Like like I'm always like like wrong about shit. I feel awful. I want to go into a cave and like eat my own leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I, I don't. I, Damn. I, I, eating doesn't solve all your problems. <laughs> but unless yeah, you does. eat your own body, then you're then it solves itself. It solves. Right? That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like weight loss. If you could turn your own body into poop, you'd lose weight. You could poop your own leg. Eat your own leg. If you poop and then your poop own it, leg, you're like, wow, I, I weigh 15 pounds less than I did before I, I ate my leg. But a smart person would say, yes, but you just cut your ability to exercise in half. <laughs> and you're going to regret that. You're going to be sitting there and you're going to be eating. You're not going to be able to eat much anymore and you're going to slowly die. So what I'm saying to you is, I get it. Just keep hanging out with me and you'll always you'll always look better. <laughs> yeah. Last time on Harmon Time. What happened? Um, you guys had just finished the fight and uh, you beat the ghost. No, you beat the demon freeing the ghost and it took you to the graveyard. You discovered that in place of Archer Fell's uh, corpse was the corpse of a rotting dog. It was fucked up. And then you left. You went to Dairy Hill and met with Rhonda, who took you met to, to meet the, the other farmer, Manil, because it seemed that the farmers were dealing with some ripped, murdered cows. And Manil was being weird for a while, but Diarrhea Jr. unleashed the snacks, and it seemed to be winning him over, and that's where we left it. In Manil's farmhouse. Yeah. See, yeah. even that terrible showing was much better than anything I did. Yeah, that might have been a little, largely our fault. No, I'm saying that if you called that good, what I did on that podcast was bad. <laughs> All you're making me do is want to listen to this podcast more than I would have already. Right. We'll do that. This sounds like you're just pumping up the show. Like you're trying to, like... I just, wanna, I just want people to go, well, at least he, at least he knew. <laughs> It's a good point. I mean, that's what propels me. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, at least he knew. At least he like, knew. You can't shoot me through a hole I self-inflicted. Right. You missed again. They never get it. Right. They're like, bang, bang, bang. And they're like, what's that hole? I'll shoot at it. You're like, that hurts too. 
shot myself there an hour ago, you fucking plebe. On the sheet. I don't know. I do that with menus, I know, too. I Cody like busted though. me today. I had already I ordered, fun. and I was just like, and, and she's like, there, you ordered. Put the menu down. <laughs> I don't, I'm uncomfortable in life. You so, know what, DJ? You're all right. Then he starts taking the snacks out of your hands. Uh, you like the, are you enjoying those snacks, Donovan? Oh, yeah. You know, you're a lot cooler than that guy, um, Fell. Yeah, that Tom, he's a real piece of shit. You know, his, his cows, they suck. All he did, you know, he's a bad farmer. All the farm crops he was doing, he was just trying to uh, feed his cows with them. He put all your eggs in one basket. That's how it happens. I'll go one step further. I th- I'd say he's a bad father. He'd let his son get uh, killed. Or I'll go one step further. I'll say I wish that someone would go to his house, light his house on fire, maybe put it out, well, beat hey. him up. <laughs> Maybe throw a rock at his wife. D- Don- punch Donovan, his kid. Donovan, we're one step ahead of you as always. <laughs> what because are you talking about? Not only did we go to his house once, we went. To, we, we fucked his house up twice. Oh Jesus! Uh, go knock on his front door. You can't. It's on fire in his front room right now. This is what democracy looks like. <laughs> you you have a vision of what the world should look like when you're living in it. We already did it. We're good representatives of your church. Right. Uh, so why don't you reward us with some good old-fashioned information? Okay. Let's get down to business and hang out, talk about what a piece of shit Tom Fell is and what's We're been going to on in this town. Why, why the evil is coming to town? Like, who, who's to blame? Where, where, where can we track down the evil like, as it's happening? I don't know, man. I'm sitting on a couple of cow corpses if you want to check them out. Yeah, well, well thank Let's you. Let's go do They'd that like right check now. Those out. That's what Let's we go, asked like, in the first you're, place. You're full of snacks. Let's go out there and check out these cow corpses. All right. He, uh, he turns around and he, he, he pulls a sheet off of two cow corpses in his main room. He's been standing in a... We've been standing in a room with cow corpses. <laughs> yeah, it looked like, like just furniture or something at first. <laughs> How long have they been dead for? Uh, this one's been dead for three days. This one's uh, been dead for a week. I, I, I do the uh, the dust check on, on the cow corpse. I do a little the finger the wipe. Yeah, yeah the f- dust check. Now, they had a sheet over them, so they're not dusty. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Manil. Manil. Donovan Manil. D- Donovan, I'm not judging you. You, d- it's an objective truth that you downplayed the cattle mutilation when we came to see you. Well, I, you know, did you drag the corpses in here, or were they murdered in this room? Well, Rhonda helped me, but no, they weren't r- murdered in this room. I would have seen who done it. No, I'm just, you know, I'm fired up about that son of a bitch, Tom, and that's what you came in talking about. You know, yeah. it's just. It's how we got into your good graces. But initially, there was like a kind of a force field around the topic of cattle mutilation. Yeah, it was because I was so angry. Do you think Tom Fell murdered your cows? I don't know. You'd have to be some sort of monster to be able to pull that out. All Off, right. not out. <laughs> Do you um, mind if my team and I who are clerical professionals from a church, which at this time in this class of society is also the equivalent of being doctors. <laughs> Could we check out your mutilated cows? He puts the sheet back over the cows, and then he pulls the sheet off again. What? Well, are you being a little cutesy? Or no, you... I'm just, just trying to reiterate... Oh you're, sa- oh, you're saying that when you pull a sheet off a cow, the invitation to explore is implicit. Yeah. And that I'm a fool for asking permission. Well, you know, I was just fun with you. I wasn't doing that other thing. Yeah. Well, now, when I fuck with you, 
Don't complain. Sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> I'm assuming my, my spell of handle animal won't work on dead cows, probably, right? No, no. Right. Well, that's a, that's a, yeah, no. Diarrhea, uh, examine the cows. Get in there. Okay. I, 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 I use my knowledge of nature on the cows to what's see... Your, like, what's your bonus there? Uh, nine. All right. Um, this cow's still alive. Oh! I, I, I use handle animal, and I try, to, I try to convene with the animal to communicate with this animal and find out what happens. It won't move. I have this. I have this. I have this. Stabilize. Load out. Uh, yes, load out one, general. It's off a, ah, stabilize. I have a spell. Cause a dying hey, hey. creature to stabilize. Don't Sorry. panic. The key is to not panic. You cast it, and it doesn't affect it almost as if it's dead and not alive. What? You said it was alive. Oh, yeah. Is it my turn? It's not my turn anymore, is it? Yeah, I'll just, yeah, Jeff oh, rolled a one. Oh, shit. Zombie guy. I, 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 use, I use heal on the animal. All right. It doesn't work. Shit. Zombie. I, I, I check for dust on the animal. It's not dusty. Zombie. Does it, does it count? I, I, it, it's a coping mechanism. When I fuck up, I, I pretend like I know what I'm doing, and I do. Zombie. I also sharpen a pencil. I do, I do things that make it look like I know Does the cow have open wounds? Uh, yeah. The cow looks like it has these big, like, 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 slash marks. You know, like from a big creature. Can I... Like claw uh, marks. Can I use my magnifying lens to look closer at the wounds? Yeah. It's a zombie cow. <laughs> it's an undead cow. <laughs> you see a- that the cow's clearly dead. It, uh, but alive. But not alive. Was it like... Wait a minute. You, you said, said it was alive. kind of alive. Yeah, I did say that. So undead. Well, Can when I did... Jeff looked at it, he thought it was alive. Oh, his... Because he, I, I, he, he yeah, rolled that low. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm just an idiot. Yeah, it's a weird thing to I rolled so like low, that. I thought a dead thing was alive. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's the smartest of all three of us. Okay. Why, why don't we just open up a restaurant? <laughs> Stop being fucking church oh. people. Can, can I determine whether it's like claws or, or a weapon? That yeah, you... they look like big kind of big claws, big five, five clawed claws, you know, like a claw. Oh, it looks like a, a, a monster of some kind murdered these cows. <laughs> monster of some kind. <laughs> Never studied. Uh, knowledge. <laughs> you, you, you can't just have... say the word knowledge. That's the end of my album. Knowledge. <laughs> uh, no, knowledge arcana, knowledge history, knowledge nobility, in case the werewolf that attacked this cow is a duke. Uh, knowledge planes, because it's happening on a plane. Uh, knowledge religion. I mean, I'm running through the gambit. Well, I have really nothing in all of them. They're just checked off because I'm a cleric. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have any of those? Well, it doesn't. I mean, it. I mean, I have them all checked off. Yeah. Knowledge religion is two. Okay. Well, let's. We could try that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna find out if this cow was religious. <laughs> oh, this cow was Mormon. That's fantastic. 
Um, it just seems like it seems like some sort of otherworldly creature. Uh, you know, you can't really see what you don't know what it is. Like whether it's like a werewolf or like a demon or whatever, you don't know what it is. But it's definitely some sort of big monster rather than like a a natural beast. But it looks like the same monster killed both of these cows. Yeah, yeah, it's consistent. Mm. And one was seven days ago, and one was three days ago. Right. Looks like there's a monster roaming the uh, land. Well, look, look, look. If if I'm doing the math right, seven to, you know, three, maybe it's every four days, mm. and because this was three days ago, in the next day, maybe another cow will be murdered. How often, farmer... Uh, Meniel. Meniel. does the does this uh, take place? Every four days, about? Well, it's been speeding up. It actually, it was happening, like, once every month or so, but then, you know, these past two have been, like, once every two weeks, and then more than once a week, and So the creature is gaining strength and what, confidence. What, 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 what if we take... What if we uh, so I, I, I pull I pull diarrhea and Carlos aside? <laughs> what if we dress up like these dead cows and go out in the field uh, and wait, like, like wait for a, yeah? We should definitely sta- do a stakeout. How long has it been since the last cow got mutilated? Three. Uh, Three what days, was that? Three days? No, yeah. four days. Was oh, three oh, days? Oh, it's it's three days. Wait, the three iron days. is so hot right <laughs> now; it's insane. Do you have live cows still? No, there's no more cows. There's no more cows? No, they all got killed. There's just two here? Yeah, we're a small town. There was only about ten cows at the beginning of the Well, what if we gut one of these cows, and then we wear it and pretend that we're a cow in the field? Do we have your permission to use your otherwise wasted cows as costumes? Uh... I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to buy them off me. Because, like, you know, I can still use this meat. Uh, Make a deal. Wait, wait, wait. One one more question. Did, Did... Tom Fell have any of his cows murdered? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, many. We should go over there, actually. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got the most mutilated cows in town. Look, there's a, a bargain at twice uh, the price. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's he's given his cows away. He doesn't deserve any money. You know I how Tom we Fell works. No, no, we out. wouldn't pay. Look, there's some options we have, right? We could we could steal a cow from Tom and bring it back here, or we could pay him for a live cow and bring it back. Bottom here. is bo- bottom bottom is. <laughs> Bottom is. Bottom the is. bottom line is hoping to solve the problem that keeps killing everyone's cows. Right. Uh, might give a no bid contract to Tom Fell. Yeah. Is is it true that you and Tom Fell have been price fixing uh, your 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 cow meat? You're the only two uh, r- ranches in town. No. Okay. We'll give you okay. one gold piece for each of these cows. No. No. <sighs> wait. 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 One bronze. Wait. Wait. Piece. Let. Let okay. this good Church of the Silver Flame. Uh, do some, you know, let me do some negotiation. Here. Okay, all right, okay. This feels like a stereotype, but <laughs> I, I'm gonna talk. talk yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll lean into it. Okay. Um, do you have any? What other problems you got around the house? I mean, look, we, we're knowledgeable, and we could, we could, we can barter. We could fix some stuff for the cows. Yeah, fix the cows. <laughs> no, that's. That's not fixable, is it? I don't know. Are you bar- just just get the best price for the cows? We're, we're all right, all right. we want to we want to take they're, the cows. They're, yeah, they're de- they're dead corpses. What, what what are you asking? How many? That's what happens at the end of a cow. You get a dead cow, and then you sell pieces of it for money. It's part of being a farmer. I uh, I conjure a flame in my hand and just hold the flame thre- <laughs> threateningly. I'm like what what. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
All right. Do you have a charisma or an intimidate? You better believe it. I'm 13 charisma and intimidate. Yeah, fuck yeah. Intimidate. Uh, nope. <laughs> but 13 charisma with a flame in my hand. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm a gnome. I know I'm short, but I, a dude holding a fireball in his hand. scary. It's like, oh, fuck it, I'll cook these cows right now. He's like, whoa, man, I don't want any trouble. I mean, I'm just, you can't. I mean, just, I we're thought we were friends. We're trying to save your village. We're trying to save you guys from evil. Tell well, you what. I'm trying to make a living. Here's I what I'm going to let you do. Limited cows. time offer. You uh, finish uh, removing all the meat and usable things from the cow and just give us the uh, cow skins, the hides, after you're done. All right, well, that's but, a lot cheaper. But you got to do it uh, You know, fast. leather. you got to do it, it's a rush order. No, not leather. Like, we want to look like cows. Yeah, you know we're, our plan. We're, we're, we're going to go out and do, like, a, a great pumpkin kind of thing. Yeah, we're going to yeah. go out there and fucking dress up like cows. And there's only two here, right? So we got to go right. We got to go over to Tom. If we find out that he moves faster than you, we're going to start taking work away from you. Wait, uh, run that by me again? You're a freelance contractor. Like, our agreement with you is that to the extent that we continue to need cowhide to look like cows in a costume we're designing... Bottom is, <laughs> we either help you or we help Tom Fell. Fuck it, boys. This guy doesn't want to give us uh, three uh, cows uh, hides that look like cows. So let's get got, out of there's here. There's only yeah. two. Yeah, we'll, we'll say, yeah. We're going to go help Tom. Let's go to Tom Fell. Yeah, Tom Fell. He loves us. We've only ever gone into his place and destroyed his home and uh, punched his child. Tom Fell's dead cow prices are crazy because he's son is possessed by a ghost. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> They're possessing me, Larry. <laughs> right? What's happening there? We're walking out the door. All right, great. You're losing our business to Tom yeah. Fell. Well, you guys haven't offered me any price. There's no business that I'm be lo- this being lost. Okay, what, fucking goddamn God it. it. One gold I, 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 piece I, I, per like, cow. Guys, or not. I mean, either way, just I, 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 do I, anything. I'll give, you, I'll give you two gold pieces per cow. What the fuck? He just... What? <laughs> he, <laughs> you up the... I, I'll keep the receipts. We go back to the church. I'll get, I'll get reimbursed for this. I, I, I'll be down to two gold pieces after this. Hey, hey, how, how, about, how about two gold per dead cow? All right, let's do it. All right, now make them everything but the cow outside. Okay. Dress Carlos and Chad in the cow. Make them look like cows. That'll take me two hours. Let's just go hang out with your well, wife. Uh, how about this? I, I use my conjured, my, the flame I produced, and I cook up some of that meat he's butchered, and I, I make us a little barbecue. Hmm. All right, you do that. All right. <laughs> Remember how we were starving because we haven't eaten all day? Sure. Yeah, so now so you, yeah, you, got some, you got some ribs. <laughs> this is good. Uh, makes up for you Who doubling wants... the price. In the... <laughs> I just we to go back to Tom Fell's house. They, 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 I wasn't going to go back us. there. They I wasn't going to go back there. God damn. Are they dressed like cows eating hamburgers? No, no. <laughs> no, we're waiting the two hours. <laughs> all right. Costumes, they're done. Okay. So <laughs> now, who, who, who gets to wear the costumes? I How guess many are there? There's two. There's two cow sized costumes. Okay. I, I, I want to be in one. 
I mean, I, I, I'm too small to be. I'm a gnome, so I'm too small. So you guys. Well, should both which be... of you two has the best like ranged uh, I attack? Have, I have a 110 foot range with my bow. Uh, are you good at with a bow? Yeah, I mean, Charlie, because because obviously you see where I'm going here. It's like a. I, I, I have a range of. I mean, you guys are big enough to look like cows. I'm a gnome. I I I, I won't look like Noted. a full cow. I think that what should happen is. Look, I'll do the cow. I'll look like a cow with you. But when if this creature comes, when it comes, Jeff should light a ring of fire and entrap it in our little ring so we could square off with it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I've also got a ranged bow of a hundred feet uh, with with piercing, and uh, and I and I can shoot fireballs. I can light. I can light this monster up with fire. Great. So you're gonna stay back so, and watch I'm, I'm over gonna, the perimeter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide gnome like in a haystack. Nearby, you guys are gonna look like just two, two regular workaday cows. Okay, yeah. minding their biz. Maybe they look a little worse, worse for wear. <laughs> I don't think this thing's picky. Whatever it is, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's gonna see two cows moving about and go, oh, easy pickings. What time yeah. is it in the day? Uh, uh, well, it's been two hours, so it's like one eight, uh, one p.m. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, why don't we? <laughs> Um, we're, we're well fed. You guys go get, uh, put your cow Wait. costume on. Uh, let's work on your cow movements. Yeah, let's practice the, yeah, we should yeah. have a training well, montage what? where we learn to act like cows. What time? It's gener- in the way that you moose it. Uh, does this thing come at night? Moose it. What? Does it, does the creature come at night? Yeah, the attacks have happened at night. All I, right, I mean, cool. I could have answered that. All right, let's go, let's go learn to move like cows somewhere Mo. in the uh, backyard. Okay. Does it feel like it's working? Who's watching? I'm watching. You guys, um, uh, more bovine, more bovine. Do they move one back foot and one front foot at the same time? Is it like? All yeah, the, I think it's contrapedal. It, I think I think they go like yeah, I think exactly like one one forward on the front, one forward on the back. Other yeah, side. that's the I think that was these. the whole point of. Yeah. All right. Biology. But also, you, you, guys are, you guys like are hieroglyphics. You, you guys are moving too much. Cows don't really move around all that much. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, just, you, I'm just like want to look like while I'm standing still. Does look it like look, prey. Look, look like easy food. Mm. Yeah. 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 Right. Am I now, doing? Now, I can't tell. I, I I lay down like a like a naked farmer so you guys can suck my dick and kiss my <laughs> and kiss me on the face. That's a that's a callback to another episode. Thanks for coming out tonight. <laughs> if it's your first time here. I, 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 I'm just walking around. I just want to know, from a distance, do I look like a cow? You, you guys are looking pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm convinced. If I were a cow-eating monster, I would be all over you guys with, with five-finger claws. I'm making my tail move. I think that's convincing. Right. You guys feel like you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> all right. All right, so that took like an hour. Two, oh yeah, now two it's hours. two. Okay, feet. so now two. now now it's time to lay low. We're well we're, we're well fed. We're well trained. Now it's a waiting game <laughs> for, for, for the monster to attack. Make sure that beneath your cowhide uniforms that you guys have your weapons ready to rock. All right, let's just take a quick inventory. Are we? <laughs> Are we do, are we doing everything right? Like, 
just in a I, larger I, sense. Like when I he came to the town, I don't see how this plan could possibly fail. I just no, I, but I just I just want to ask like, are we focused on the right priorities? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. we did get sidetracked by what could be called like a, a distraction. Like I, I don't know. It's okay, like, here's, here's while the, while Carlos was saying all this, I'm getting really method in eating the grass. Okay. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm making I'm making a ring of um, like an open like kind of open-ended ring of hay that I can light on fire that maybe we, 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 we can lure the monster into that and then you guys could jump over I don't know maybe, maybe like we could just trap it in a, in a hay fire and yeah. I can cast a firebolt and, and I like bur- that. don't eat nest. the ring of hay he's putting that out there for yeah. a reason yeah I, I, okay so we got we got to we got to the town. And uh, we stopped off, and we harassed a local, and then we went to the church, and then the church we had a we had an uncomfortable conversation with. We couldn't figure out what was going on with them, so we went back to the first people, and just we we did we expelled we, a ghost. Yeah, uh, 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 the ghost uh, uh, led us to the cemetery. The cemetery led us to a dog. A dog in the, in the place of their dead daughter. We talked to a farmer that was just standing there. Right, right. <laughs> that's that's where this breaks down. Like we're not we we're 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 breaking off from the A story. We, we, we talked to the watch lady uh, uh, Rhonda, who led us to the other farmer, who but, said, who who sold us his cow hides. But in a six-person town. I would say something that's killing two of the people's cows. Yeah, we discovered this there's like a creature a big thing. out there. If we yeah. can figure this out, if we can solve this, yeah, we're, we're going to be we're, we're cock of the walk. We're, t- we're, yeah, we're, we're big shit. Who knows so, where this is going to take us? And then we're going to parlay that into political and spiritual leverage that we use to start turning this town around. I, 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 I sit down, I go, let's, let's wait it out, and I go into a, a, uh, a druidic uh, meditation to, ca- to conjure up powerful spells. Okay. You go into it. I want to do an offensive loadout of spells if we're going to actually chill. Yeah, there's enough time to change okay. up your spells. So I'm doing loadout three, which is your offensive loadout. It, it has uh, for the for the kids out there. It's uh, it includes the spells guidance, which is just certain something I can just put on somebody that gives them a extra accuracy or something. Yeah. Can I can I change my loadout to loadout three of offensive? Oh yeah, yeah. light <laughs> stabilize. Oh yeah. Uh, again, you've heard all about that. Uh, virtue signaling, which allows a, <laughs> it turns one cuck into a beta. I don't, I don't know. What is it? Virtue signaling. Right, what does we, that we've mean? Got, what does that mean? If virtue is a signal to you, we've got a sociopath. We've got four minutes. Let, let's, All right. let's get our uh, together. level. Uh, okay, yeah. And then I'm not. Yeah. Then it's summon monster and divine favor. Summon monster is hair trigger. <laughs> Can't wait to do that. Moo. Oh, can you summon a cow? Well, who cares? What? Um, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not trying to give you yeah. guys the answers. I mean, not that that's the answer. Um, so, just a summary of your preparations. Where is this going to go down? In which farm? Which area? The Manil's farm. farm. Outside Donovan Manil's farm. Okay, so like wanna... just the cow place where cows would be. And where, then you yeah. put a, a circle of hay. Right, and I hide. I hide among and the a hay stack. Yes, to hide in. And these two are dressed as cows in cow form, being pretty, uh, pretty lifelike cows. Eating the grass, I heard. Even. Yeah. Um, what? What? Anything else? Is that anything else you guys are gonna do? We got our loadouts. We got our they spells. Their our spells ready to go. All right. Um, Learn a loadout. Something. Uh. <laughs> I know it's zero of that song. That song is all frog DNA. 
and 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 you learn to spell, learn to spell right on. Is, is there like part, part of my spellcraft or, or craft, or not, not craft, but spellcraft? Is there anything I could do to kind of summon the, like these demons, like like kind of like bring them out into the in, into play? Uh, no. I mean, not just the way far, we're dressed is we're asking for it. Not that. All right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait this out, you guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, what are your guys' HP? Just to be clear. Oh fuck. Is anyone getting yeah, Well, I, I I haven't been injured recently, what? right? So I'm 15. Have wow. we been healed? That's the thing. You guys got in a fight. Well, that's oh, part of preparations. Right? I can let me heal I, I, you. I, I'm yeah, four, heal I, us. I think I'm 14. Although I took a few damage, but I get, ate the good berries. So I right. Think, you ate the good berries. Yeah. I need healing. What kind of healing? The burst, the blast, or yeah, the spell? channel energy? Okay. All right. He heals him for ten. Nice. That's mm-hmm. I'm fully healed. Thank you. Silver flame <laughs> protects all. Moo. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Good so note. now, now we <laughs> just now we just find out if it's worthwhile doing this and wait for the, for the demons to attack us. All right, night falls on the first day. Um, you hear something. It's the barest, slightest of rustling. It's coming from uh, the north. Coming from north. I heard something everybody play it cool. Play it, play it cow like. We got we got we got we got bogeys on the wire. Can hear I move you. I move into resting position, start eating some of that grass. And it's hand. nighttime. And would cows be eating grass at nighttime? Um well <laughs> It just factors into your disguise role. God. Is that... I guess the horses make that sound. All right. I I, I can hear my heart pounding in my throat. I'm sorry. Me too. I'm scared because my role is to get, like, pounced upon. I don't know when the right time is to go, surprise, motherfucker! But I'm about to. You Okay, so the rustling stops as if the thing froze, right? It's like it's being cautious. And then you hear it take a couple couple cautious steps forward. But it's still still nowhere near you. It's still at least 30 feet away from your... Hold on. Are you actually speaking or? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm making my tail move back and forth a little bit. Very clever. All right. This move. is. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Wait for it. Wait. What are you gonna do? Wait no, for it. Wait for it. it. Don't. Don't wait for it. All right, I wait. I take okay. some steps north and continue mooing. Moo. All right. Um, yeah, it takes two steps backwards now. It's like being being weirded out by you guys. <laughs> Surprise, we- motherfucker! I, I fling off my cow costume <laughs> no! as I, and I cast the light. I cast a light spell. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where do you cast it? Just on you? Uh, on my hand? Can okay. I do that? Yeah, like, yeah. Because I'm just like, what's up? Yeah. Well, it, while he does that, I take out my bow and I get ready to shoot it. 
Okay, yeah. Immediately, you illuminate your your surroundings, and kind of there's kind of a glare as your eyes quickly adjust, and you can see an outline kind of on the edge of the farm. It's it's too far away to be kind of caught by your by your uh, what do you call it? light because it's pretty far away, and the light doesn't go super far. But it looks like it's a it's a robed figure, and it it, it leaps up into the air and flies away. I fucking said wait for it. <laughs> let's wait. get out. Let's get out. Wait, Come on. Let's wait. get out. We run after it. We, we start running after the figure. All right. It's going towards the church building. Wait, is it flying? Oh, yeah. It flew. It's a, f- it's a flying creature. It's a flying dude. It's a hooded well, figure. Yeah, but who knows what's under that hood? We're going to find out next time. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Steve Levy, everybody. Thank you to Caitlin Bird for coming up here and being tremendously awesome. Spencer Critton, I'm Jeff Davis. Thank you. Zach, Church, Kevin, Sarah, everybody here. Chris Boroff, of course, our producer. I'm your controller, Jeff Davis. Your mayor is Dan Harmon. Thank you so much. Drive fast. Take chances. Dress like cows. Wait for it. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.